Good morning. Welcome back to our third Anchored in the Word morning reflection episode this week. And hope that you're having a great Wednesday morning or afternoon, evening, whenever you are watching this video. And as we've been working our way through the passage, the focus has been on the fact that God has a reason that he gives us access to truth. And we looked at that yesterday. What we'd like to do this morning is we'd like to look at the fact that understanding and having biblical wisdom and knowledge is something that starts with a heart that has the right disposition towards truth. And so let's read the text together again. Luke chapter 11, verses 33 to 36. No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If thy whole body, therefore, be full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. Now, as we think about this passage of Scripture, obviously Jesus is using an illustration. And what I want to do is explain the illustration and then kind of give you the point. And from that, I'd like us to expand it into looking at other scriptures that talk about this issue. So the statement, the light of the body is the eye, and if thine eye be single, and that word single here is not talking about someone being married versus being single. The idea is that this, this eye has the ability to see. It is a healthy eye. It's able to focus on what it needs to focus on. Then it says, thy whole body also is full of light. And if thine eye be evil, and that word evil is not specifically focusing in so much on moral evil here, but that the eye is damaged, it's not able to see clearly, then the whole body is full of darkness. Now, Christ's illustration is that if someone has a properly functioning eye, they can see clearly. And they're able to, uh, to understand what's around them. If a person's eye is damaged, then they lose their ability to see. They don't have the ability to see what's around them. And it's all about the, the functioning eye. If the eye is healthy or if the eye is not. You say, well, why is Jesus using this analogy? Well, his point is that our heart has a disposition toward truth. Just like an eye can be healthy able to function properly, or an eye might not be able to function properly, the idea is that our heart is either healthy and bent toward the truth, or our heart is unhealthy and resistant to the truth. And a person's ability to have biblical understanding all comes down to not how much access they have to truth, but what their heart wants or doesn't want. I think of another illustration that Jesus uh, used in his teaching where he talks about the parable of the sower. And he talks about how some of the seed fell on hard soil and some of it fell on shallow soil and some of it fell in a thorny soil and some of it fell on good ground. The idea was that if it falls on the hard soil, it's not able to penetrate the soil and it's not able to take root and grow. And if it goes into the shallow soil, well, it's able to start to germinate and a, a root starts to go down. But because the soil, soil is very shallow, as soon as the sun comes up, it bakes it and it kills it. 
And if it grows in a thorny area, it gets choked out. And if it grows in good soil, it's going to produce a harvest. <laughs> His point is that that is the heart of people. Some people are hardened towards the truth. Some people initially respond like they think it's a good thing. Some uh, respond temporarily and then the word is choked out and some embrace it and they have a heart for it. It becomes fruitful. Well, the same thing is true in every situation that your heart determines what happens with the truth. And the Bible gives us a lot of examples of people who longed for the truth, and that's why they became wise. It's why they became godly people. For instance, in Psalm 100 verse, uh, 107, verse 8, he says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. He satisfieth the longing soul. He filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Do you notice how it says if a person is longing, he satisfies? If a person is hungry, he fills it. He's showing that the disposition of the heart is a prerequisite. It's foundational to someone being able to understand truth. And then in the next verse, he writes, such as sit in the darkness in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron because they rebelled against the word of God and contemned the counsel of the Most High. So he, he lays aside this, this contrast in front of us. One person is longing and is hungry, and the other is rebellious and bound by a, a chain of iron that, that is their heart is in bondage to sin. That's what he's talking about in these verses. Or in Psalm 119, verse 20, he says, My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. Or Psalm 119, 97, Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day long. So in these verses, we see that godly people, wise people, are a people who long for the truth. They love the truth. They're hungry for the truth. And those who are not, who are callous toward it, they do not have understanding. They continue to stumble in the darkness. And so we really need to understand that it is the Holy Spirit that works on the heart to help the believer or the unbeliever to come to a place where they're ready to embrace truth. And for the unbeliever, the Holy Spirit is convicting them of sin, righteousness, and judgment, convicting them that they are lost, convicting them that they are helpless, motivating them because there's a judgment to come, that they're going to stand before a holy, righteous God. And the Holy Spirit, through the preaching of the gospel, brings a person to repentance and faith. That's how the unbeliever responds to truth, through the working of the Spirit. For the believer, God gives us a new heart when we are born again, regenerated. And that new heart has a dispositional change that, that causes us to long for the truth. I love Ezekiel 36, where he says, a new heart will I give you and a new spirit will I put within thee. And I will take away the stony heart of flesh and I will give thee a heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. God is going to work in the heart of the Christian so that they love him, they love his word, and they desire to be transformed and they will be transformed through the renewing of their minds. So we need to understand why Christ taught in such a way. He taught in the parable or he taught in the proverb because it was his way of causing the person who wanted to hear the truth to dig in so they would understand it.
He's literally illustrating the truth in a way that will make it memorable, but veiling it through illustration so that those who have no desire to learn, they'll just leave it alone. And those who want to know the truth will dig in, they'll ask the questions, they'll reflect on those things, and ultimately, as they work through it, the truth will become very memorable and stick in their minds. I ask you this morning, do you have a hunger and a thirst for truth? Do you want to know God? Do you want to get into his word? May I encourage you that this morning, uh, when you open up your Bible, if you haven't done this yet, if you do it tonight, maybe tomorrow when you get up in the morning, say, God, I want to know the truth today. Please open my eyes to behold wondrous things out of your law. Father, cause me to love your law and long to meditate in it day and night. Help me to be one who is hungering so that I can be filled and who is longing so that I can be satisfied by the truth. May God help us to have such a heart. Hope that you have a great rest of your morning or day. And Lord willing, tomorrow we will continue our series. Bye now.